How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Tea for the Queen podcast, the podcast where we try to keep our sanity in an era of staying woke. We explore current events and issues and topics through the lens of progressive thought, discussion, feminism, peace, and love, all while keeping wellness at the center of it all. My name is Tierra Burns. I am your host, and this is your episode. So if you've been on social media within the past three, maybe two and a half years, you probably have seen the trend of black girl luxury. This topic is very interesting to me, just black women embracing the luxury lifestyle. And you probably have also seen the soft life. Um, When you look black girl luxury up on Instagram, it yields 183,000 posts. But on TikTok, black girl luxury, just that hashtag without any of the um, the ones that are are attached to it, yields 1.4 billion post on TikTok. So I think this topic is very relevant to me as a black woman and also how I am trying to embrace life and happiness right now. Um, I know this, you guys will enjoy this conversation with a content creator that I know named Ariel Quash. We had a great conversation and it was so insightful. Let's get into it. Thank you, Ari. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know we talk very, you know, often about this topic and I've wanted to have you on this podcast for a while because it's something that seems to be a really hot button issue um, which is black girl luxury and I know this is definitely your niche you are very passionate about this topic so I think you have an interesting perspective and you have a lot to bring to the listeners so could do you mind sharing with me exactly what black girl luxury is Um, So black girl luxury is basically um, the luxury of black women. Um, And I don't and I feel like on social media, it's been a little bit reduced to, um, you know, labels and materialistic things. But in my opinion, black girl luxury can be everything. It's the luxury of your time. It's the luxury of doing what you want to do, looking the way you want to look, being exactly who you are, Um, because I feel like black women haven't always had the space to do that. So black girl luxury is exactly that, the luxury of just being a black woman. I think what I feel like it has been reduced to is bags and labels. And why, why, you know, why do you think that is? I think that Black people as a whole, we are just a showy people. Our culture is based on very much so our outward appearance. We like a lot of jewelry. We like a lot of style. We like a lot of, we just like a lot of showy stuff. Um, And honestly, that I mean, that's the magic of black people. We kind of carry the culture on our backs because we have we like that stuff. We carry the culture via music. We carry the culture via fashion. And I think that's just what we've always loved. And especially since we haven't been allowed in a lot of those spaces for a very long time. It's kind of like a rebellion. Like we're here. 
we want to do what we want. We want to wear what we want. And a lot of those things are materialistic things. And when you say spaces, what do you mean? Spaces like we haven't been allowed in um, luxury stores. Spaces like we haven't been allowed to go certain places to vacation because of the color of our skin. Spaces we haven't been allowed to work in certain areas because we are Black. We haven't been allowed to live in certain neighborhoods because we are Black. I think that it's lost upon not just Black people, but people in general, that we have just been allowed in these spaces like in the past couple of decades. like We have really been kind of blocked out of these spaces for like a very long time. And we're just kind of kicking down the doors and we are just being comfortable being in those spaces. So I think that also contributes to the movement as well. With the movement, like how, like how long have you seen the black girl luxury movement or the luxury movement? Correct me if I'm saying it wrong. Like how long have you seen it alive on social media? Because I've only seen it um, as long back as 2020. So, you know, how long have you seen it there? It depends on what social media platform we're talking about. If we're talking about YouTube, black girl luxury probably dates back into the early to mid like 2010s, 2011, 2012. And then maybe a little bit after that, 2018, 17, then it popped on Instagram. And now recently it's really popping off on um, TikTok where I feel like Gen Z is really getting a hold of it. Whereas millennials have been, you know, hip to this thing for a really long time. So I think it's kind of just transition with different social media platforms, but it's been around for a while. Okay. And who were some of the pioneers of the luxury movement? Ooh, <laughs> you know, I that's kind of hard because social media is really based on your interest, really. Some of the social media personalities that I like or that I identify with, other girls may not. The three big ones that I'm really into right now, and they really need no introduction. When I say their name, you're going to know who they are. Um, It's really Janae from High Low Lux. For me, Monroe Steele, NYC, and also Tanika B. So I think those three, for me... Those three ladies are really like hitting the mark. And you want to know why they're hitting the mark for me is because they look like me because they are my skin tone. Now, somebody else might say something different or they might um, look at somebody different. But those are my personal three favorites right now. Now, I'm very surprised that you did not say Jackie Ina. Um, In preparation for this episode, a lot of people did say Jackie's name um, when it you know, when they were speaking about black girl luxury. So why did you not include her name there? Because she does look like you as far as complexion. So why did you not include her? She does. What's interesting about the three that I said, and they're different from Jackiana. Jackiana, I was having this conversation with someone else. She seems a bit um, unattainable to me. (laughs) I can't really identify with her. She's like steaming her bed sheets in the morning like because she's just so freaking wealthy and she has like that much time that she (laughs) is not really unattainable to me um but she is probably the antithesis of black girl luxury she's just when i say when i was saying youtube early 2010s that's jackie ina um and i haven't always been following her like that like that she just kind of popped up for for me personally 
maybe even past couple of years. But she's not something I really who not a person who I really identify with. But yeah, she is black girl luxury. Um, it's funny because like when I think of Jackie's name, I actually think of hair because I did follow her in the early 2010s because I was into like learning how to do my own hair and Jackie was, she was that girl. So it's just very interesting now that she's like in the black girl luxury sort of niche. And also there's a lot of pushback against her because it's almost like she's too luxurious. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you think she's like, it kind of sounds like what you're saying is that she's just too luxurious and not really relatable. That's funny because when I think of Jackie Ann, I think of makeup, not hair. See how I said like, yeah, when like different people affect different people, like in different ways and and really like on social media, different creators, you just identify with different people in different ways as far as social media is concerned. I do want to go back to um, something you said that you, the people that you chose to mention, they look like you. So do you think there is a lack of representation in the Black girl luxury movement? It's a really interesting question because as far as I am concerned, me being a brown skin, hetero, fairly slim woman, I have women that I identify with, but other women might not have other women that they identify with, if that makes sense. Um, there, I, ha- I don't know of... A black girl luxury creator in the LGBTQ community. I don't know of a black girl luxury creator of the plus size community. I don't know of a um, black girl luxury of that may have a disability or that, um, you know, things like that, because that's not who I identify with. So as far as that is concerned, I don't want to say there is not a representation. I just don't know of any that are that. And if they are not, then definitely yes. But do you feel like you're represented adequately in the movement? Just because oh, absolutely. a lot of rhetoric that I've heard has been, oh, well, you have to be slim, straight hair, long lashes, you know, Cardi B nails, you know, possibly a BBL. That seems to be like sort of what, I, no offense to the BBL girls, you did your thing fine. Oh, you no, yeah. Great. Ooh, great. It's cute. Um, but um, there seems to be like, okay, you got to have these things. You got to have straight hair. And you actually have, you are your natural hair, which I, you know, you are hair goes. I would love to have the hair you have. I mean, I like my hair too, but your hair always looks great. Do you think that there is the lack of, you know, I was asking really specifically if there, if there is a, an expectation of what luxury looks like, um, aesthetically. I think it's expanding, but I also still think it's still very narrow. I see a na- I see natural girls in black girl luxury. I do. I don't just see straight hair and natural, um, in uh, black girl luxury. I also see brown skin, dark skin and black girl luxury. I'm starting to see what I love about the movement right now is that I'm starting to see different women come forward that have different sizes and then like they are blowing up because a lot of a lot of people on social media really identify with them. So I think it is expanding. I think it is expanding slowly, but I do think that there is still a little bit of, you know, you just some not connecting, not being able to connect with everybody. 
But again, I think also, too, this is a fairly new movement. I think we do need to give it a little bit of time. Yeah, that's I'm glad that you said that, because I think that everyone is, you know, so the clock of social media is very fast. Everything Mm -hmm. trends, you know, trends are birth and they die within it could be a 24 hour to 72 hour cycle before you even as a content creator can even jump on that type of trend, you know, no matter what the trend is. So I think there is a lot of um, there's no grace when people talk about black, black girl luxury and the luxury movement. Um, And I think that's sort of where the soft life came from. So could you explain a little bit to me what soft life hashtag soft life is and what it, what it means? I think soft life is what black women have been looking for, for a very long time because our other counterparts have been allowed to live a soft life. Like if we're being completely and brutally honest, White women have lived soft life since the beginning of time, where soft life is where you might be a stay-at-home mom. You have the time and you have the ability to do what you want to do. And those that time includes self-care. That time includes being able to work out. Um, that time includes uh, being able and having access to certain foods, healthy foods that you want to have access to. Um, the soft life also includes like going to the spa and getting a massage. Soft life includes being able to wake up in the morning and have a 30 minute breakfast without having a rush to work. Soft life um, is the new thing now is, you know, hot girl walks. I saw this one creator on TikTok. She goes on a three to five hour walk every day. Who has time for that? Not black women. Three to five? Three to five. Three to five. Three is the minimum. I'm sorry. An hour is the maximum for me. (laughs) (laughs) But she has the time to do that. And she, the one that she did this morning and she woke up and she got dressed and she was walking. She stopped at Starbucks, had a little break. It was hot outside. She stopped in some home stores, not because she was buying things, but because it makes the walk a little bit easier when you have more to look at. And also too, she was in New York. It's a lot. You could just walk and look in New York and like, and and be lost in the time, but she has the luxury of time to do that. Not many women have time to do that. Soft life, I feel like, has more to do with self, has more to do with taking care of yourself, has more to do with making sure yourself is whole, um, has more to do with making sure that as Black women, we don't always have to be hard. We don't always have to work hard. We don't always have to... Um, get up in our attitude because that's a big thing attitude. a big thing mm-hmm. we're using quotation marks when we say attitude guys definitely because that's a joke but anyway but making sure you know we have time to breathe and you know making sure we have time to make sure we're just in mentally in a good space so that's what i think of when i think about soft life. I have one thing that you also did not mention is um, the the luxury of having someone help to clean your home. Oh yeah, that's a big thing for me. <laughs> do you do you have somebody who comes to help? Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, <laughs> that's that's been a that's really been a big um, 
point of contention in my household. <laughs> um, a cleaning lady. And you want to know who I got that from? I, well, if you don't know my background, I used to work in, um, I used to be a kindergarten teacher. And so my last school that I was at was predominantly white. And I um, mean, parents were congressmen and doctors and lawyers. And when I was purchasing my home, one of she the- She worked in Capitol Hill, y'all. Okay, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> worked in Capitol Hill. <laughs> when I was purchasing my home, one of the, the like key pieces of advice that these white parents gave me was to get somebody to clean your house because you the time you spend cleaning your house is time you can dedicate to doing other things. And so I kept that in the back of and I mean they had they all have they had a lot of advice. But I kept that in the back of my head because that really does that is a luxury. Tra- trading in resources for my time is a luxury. And it was a big point of contention because my fiance John bless his heart, but he is messy. And it was really getting to where we were arguing and me saying, picking up his stuff. And, you know, a parent mentioned that to me and we got a cleaning lady. We don't argue about him picking up his mess anymore. Yeah. And we have time to do other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know for me, um, you know, I, you know, I've been traveling, right. And, One thing that I did before I came home is I had somebody come into my apartment and clean it. (sighs) When I tell you, I had so much peace of mind when I walked in the door in my apartment. I mean, yes, I left it a mess because I packed the morning of. What am I supposed to do? Pack pack early? That's not me. (laughs) But walking in, walking in in the house, like I have a studio apartment, so it's not a lot of space, but it's still stuff like it's a task that's daunting to me and more for me to do. But walking into a place, my place was clean and everything was where it needed to be, saved me so much. I was able to come in and just rest. So the luxury or like trade, like you say, trading resources for time is it's important. And I don't I don't even consider it a luxury. I consider it a necessity. It's self-preservation. And I think that's, you know, to me, maybe that's soft life. I don't know. But I also want to talk about um recently, um, I'm, have you listened did you listen to Beyonce's album yet? Are you serious? It's been like three weeks now. I know. I have to. You know something? I'm I'm usually on top of music, but I've been a podcast girl for a little. For, it's like taking over. Yeah. Woo. Okay. I don't I know if it's the adult in me or what, but I want to listen to a podcast. I love podcasts, as you know. That's why we're doing a podcast. Okay, I got to get your podcast recommendations. But no, I'm not sure if you've heard the line, but Beyonce has a song where she says um, that she put her Birkins in storage and her Telfars are not important. Sort of saying that Telfar, which is is seen as a luxury brand, is more important than what we know a Birkin to be, which is like the cost of a car. I don't don't know. It's not in my budget. Um, But, you know, what, you know, what do you say to that sort of new rhetoric or new attitude amongst um, those who can't afford to live a luxury style that they're embracing black, black brands. I think it's a necessity. I mean, to the, 
the whole movement of black girl luxury and have we haven't been able to get into these spaces neither have neither have these new black fashion designers they had we i mean we can't name a black major designer house like hermes like gucci like um louis vuitton like those are european white based companies and black people how powerful is the cox network so powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away connecting to remote operating room giving a whole new meaning to the term house call operation complete the cox network with gig speeds everywhere it's internet built for tomorrow today cox bringing us closer in cox serviceable areas speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms apply other restrictions may apply Like I said before, we are the, are the culture, we are creative. Black people have only been allowed in those spaces as designers, as important designers. So we have only been allowed in those sp- spaces to create, not to build. So um, I know it was a big uproar on social media that Beyonce said that, but if you were concerned that Beyonce said that, then you really don't really know Beyonce because all she was trying to do was to stand up for Black economics, to stand up for Black people to be in those spaces where we st- still have not and are not allowed to be in. Um, and Telfar is on his way. Telfar and a lot of other Black-owned brands are on their way. And I, um, and I, I honestly wish she kind of would have shouted out some more too, but I'm glad she did shout out Telfar. Who who do you think she should have shouted out? Oh, I love um, Brandon Blackwood. I, I, love, that. <laughs> I love Hanifa. I love Hanifa. Hanifa, oh my god! Mm-hmm. I really love them. It's a it's a couple of other ones that I can't name off the top of my head, and I don't. I never want to talk about anything that I haven't purchased. But I have purchased some Hanifa pieces, and I've purchased I purchased Brandon Blackwood. Of course, I got a Telfar, but there are other brands that I really want to purchase, and I don't want to like. I'm not, I want to be an influencer, but I don't want to be the influencer that just shouts out anything. I want to shout out something that I really stand behind. That's, that's good. Um, I was going to mention, um, I, I think I'm going to butcher the name, but it's Cise, C-I-S-E, Cise. Oh, oh, the, the bags. Yes. Yes. I like their bags a lot. I don't own one, but. I really yeah, like their, bags their bags are really cute. Really, really cute. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that Beyonce was staying true to herself that, you know, black empowerment is is the way, not the way, but it is what is um most important. Um so as a, a black parent, you know, how do you how do you allow luxury to um feed into your style of parenting? We haven't talked about your parents, your being a parent either. So, okay. Yes, I am a mother to an amazing one-year-old. She's going to be two um, next month. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. A true pandemic baby. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And, like, this is why... And I want to go back to something that I mentioned before. Like, Tanika B. talked about this on her Insta story, about the luxury of being a mom on her own terms. I think that there is a still... There is a really a archaic 
um, view of what a mother is or what a mother should be. Like people really still think that we should be in the kitchen cooking every day, cleaning every day, um, taking care of all these babies and being pregnant. But now like the additive to it is that we should be required to go to work too. And that's the opposite of soft life. I don't know about you, but (laughs) who doing all that? (laughs) Not me. So um, I'm uh, like, what's again, going back to um, the school system is that I just working with a lot of white parents is seeing parenting in a different way because I grew up black. I grew up around a lot of black people Um, and seeing how they parent, seeing how, you know, they could take off two weeks and take their kids to the South of France. So they got the time and the resources. They it, they can, um, you know, pull their kids out for um, a school day and take them to like a Broadway show. And that's creating background knowledge. That's still learning. Like, and they can do that. Um, and like, they just can do a lot of things or I saw a lot of things differently parenting wise that they can do. And it's because they have the luxury of time and they have the luxury of having resources, which a lot of Black parents do not have. So seeing that, I want to create that space for Zuri. I want to create that for her. I want to I want to travel with her. I want her to see the world. I want her to, you know, one big thing too is mental health days. We as adults need that and kids need that from school. Sometimes they don't want to go to school and sometimes that's okay. Now, if they say it in like five days in a row, we got a problem. But <laughs> um, being understanding, I've also noticed how parenting in a gentle way is a luxury too. Um, because just coming from my upbringing and my mom who worked a full-time job, and yes, I was raised in a two-parent household, but I noticed that my mom did all of the tough child rearing. And I want to say tough because my dad was a fun guy and, you know, he took us to soccer practice and we had fun. But my mom did the discipline. She did uh, the order. She did if we needed something for school, she was there. Like she did all of that stuff. Um, So having and she didn't have the time or space to gentle parent having a full time job and having three kids. That takes time. In my apparent, in in um, in my opinion, gentle parenting is allowing your child to feel. And what I mean by that is, a lot of times when we discipline our kids, we scare them or we strip them, and they feel like they can't express how they feel. I still, I am. 33 and I still be lying to my mama because I'm, I'm nervous about what she's gonna say yeah and I'm I do, 33 I do the same, do the same. <laughs> she can't handle the truth right now and that's okay right and I want to yeah. be able to do that with Zuri so allowing she's and she like I said she'll be two in September she has big feelings now big feelings and a lot of times with my parents or with my family they'll be like Oh, cut that out. Or they'll tell her to stop. And I'm like, no, we got to allow her to feel how she feels. 
And we have to gently talk her through those feelings so she understand those understands those feelings and knows how to deal with those feelings. And a lot of people don't know what to do with their feelings or their emotions. A so lot gentle of adults parenting don't know how to do that. A lot of adults In don't my know opinion, how to do that. gentle parenting is just parenting your child in a way that gently teaches them who they are and how to move in this world because that is a that is a skill. Being an emotionally intelligent adult is a skill <laughs> that a lot of people really don't have. And I think um, it says a lot to, um, I guess, your professional background and your um, learning from your experience, I think, um, as a youth, that you want to do things differently. And I think overall mm-hmm. in our generation, we kind of have set that boundary as well. So I applaud you. Yeah, but it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot it of work to unlearn stuff that you know, that you've been raised with that has been ingrained in you. It takes a lot of therapy. I'm in therapy. It takes a lot of reading, which I hate because parents always say, oh, you didn't come with a manual. Yes, I do. You You just didn't have the luxury of time or you didn't take the time to read the books that were that were applicable to your parenting styles or applicable to your child. There are books. Yeah. And that, that's what you, you said, that word again, the luxury of, well, that phrase again, the luxury of time. So it seems like, you know, you know, the luxury movement is more so about the ability to have time than anything. So what do you say to someone who wants to be a part of the Black girl luxury movement? And unfortunately to them, they think it's about buying labels and looking great on the gram, but it's truly about the luxury of time. Like how, and they want, you know, want to be a part. How do you tell them, you know, to reframe? Um, I think that everything in life is about balance. Um, so I'm not about to lie to you to say, and say, I don't have bags. No, I like a good bag. I like a good shoe. Oh, I know you have bags. <laughs> like you got bags, I like you the got shoes. I like okay. nice stuff. <laughs> but like you said, I want to challenge people to, you know, figure out what they like personally. Figure out what makes you feel good. If waking up at five a.m. and working out makes you feel good, find the time to do that. If going on a three-hour walk makes you feel good, find the time to do that. If buying a bag makes you feel good, find the time to do that. But all in balance. Like, we're not out here buying bags and going broke. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not not quitting our job, and then we don't have any source of income, and we still, like, just doing anything. Or, like... Just figure out, in my opinion, figure out what works best for you. That That is the way to frame that. And everything shouldn't just be in one place. Like luxury is so much more. And I think a lot of people don't really talk about that. So what do you say, like, how do you manage the, you know, your desire to buy bags and not going broke? Like, how do you navigate that? Whew, I've been having a time. 
one of my rules is, and it might not be um, attainable for everybody, is I don't buy a piece of luxury unless I've really thought about it. And I told, and I had a talk with my mom about this earlier this week, and she was like, you don't have buyer's remorse? And I said, no. She was like, uh, no, stop. You've never bought anything and you've regretted that you... I said, no, because whatever I buy, I think about it heavily if I want to buy it. I think about it. I go back and forth in my mind. I, Excuse me. I try it on. Um, I think about if it's going to fit in my budget. My other rule is I don't buy anything in luxury unless I can afford it, afford it three times over. That's my personal finance rule. Um and uh, Sorry. have a party. <laughs> I know. I wish. I know. <laughs> no, go on. Go I have on. boundaries. I told you we're not going broke out here. I, I, appreci- I appreciate. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I know for me, what I will spurge on is a trip. So that whole three time rule, I don't. I don't be caring. I just be like, if you want to go, go. But I'm sorry. Go. <laughs> well- <laughs> It helps that I have a very financially um, secure partner. He, like John, is very good with money. He's very good at, at like side eyeing me when I'm like buying something that he knows I don't have any business by. He's also very good at his mind and his damn business too. Because sometimes <laughs> I want to buy what I want to buy. But as far as but I, uh, in saying that, I always check with him first to see if I'm like tripping. Like and he and he'll be honest with me too. Now, am I always gonna listen to his advice? No, <laughs> but he is really good at that. So that that definitely helps. But you still stick with your three times rule, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's. I mean, you know, I I aspire. I, one day I'll try, but I, until then it's an aspiration. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I understand that. I said it's not; it might not be attainable for everybody. So yeah, but I mean, I think two times is more more doable for me personally. And I think overall, like you should, you, it should not be you can afford it, and that's it. That mm-hmm. I think that's just the general you know, vibe that I'm getting from your philosophies that it shouldn't be that's that's all you're spending it on. You should have be able to buy it twice. Which I think mm-hmm. is fair. So as a content creator, um in this movement, um what do you what are you trying to do with your voice on social media? Well, I'm trying to Basically, I kind of want to change the narrative as far as like black girl luxury only being a materialistic thing. Like I said, I still like a bag, so I'm still going to show you bag. I love clothes. I want to do that, but I also want to do what I like doing. Um, So showing, like I said, my clothes. I love clothes. I love clothes. I love clothes. Um, Showing clothes. <laughs> showing clothes. Also, and I haven't been, I haven't been very, um, I haven't stuck to this, but I want to get more into like the mental health, more into the fitness. Like I hate working out, but I feel better when I do work out. And I want to make sure that I showcase that. Um, what I've been doing lately and I still haven't showed it to social media is affirmations. 
Because I think everybody really needs, everybody needs that. We might think we don't need that, but everybody like needs to tell themselves that they feel good. Also, because I struggle with um, being my own worst critic. Um, so doing that, talking about, I, this is very vulnerable. I want to get there eventually, talking about my therapy sessions. And I feel like what I struggle with, a lot of people might not see that I struggle with certain things, but I think a lot of stuff that I struggle with, other black women struggle with too. Other moms struggle with too. Um, so that's kind of what I want to convey through social media. Okay. So what is your, what's your, you know, favorite affirmation as of recent? My favorite affirmation as of recent mm-hmm. is very simple because lately I've been very anxious Um, And I've been anxious from a professional standpoint because um, this is my first year not teaching. I've actually been working since I was 15, nonstop. And so besides the summers, and then I've been working summers, like the, I've only not worked over the summer for the past two years. Um, I'm not going back into the classroom. So I'm having anxiety about not going back to work and not like I said, John works really hard and he's got it. He's holding us down, but I feel like I need to bring in income. So I've been, um, my favorite affirmation to help me deal with that, that it is well, that's the, it, it is well, that's it. It's very simple. That's it. That's it. It's a, everything is going to be okay. You are blessed. You have a healthy child. You have a loving relationship. You are healthy. Like everything is going to be okay. It's I am where I'm supposed to be. So it, and it has to be simple. I feel like affirmation has to be simple. You're not, I don't want to sit there and read a whole journal. It has to be simple. I and like it has long to be, affirmations. Mine's have to be simple and all encompassing. Cause I know it means like so much. It might be a simple mm-hmm. phrase, but I know it means so much. Wow. That's beautiful. I'm going to stick with that. It is well. So where can the people find you? You can find <laughs> me on Instagram at casually Ari. Spell right, right out. On TikTok, you got the casually and then the underscore and then Ari, A-R-I, because somebody took the other one. Um, <laughs> and on Pinterest, casually Ari. Everything is casually Ari. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on today. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. Oh, thank you for having me. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate your ears today. I hope that this brought a little clarity on this topic of black girl luxury and it resonated with you or you learned a little bit more about the movement altogether. But before I go, I want to mention Something that was dropped into my DM um, after the previous episode where we talked about happiness. This one is from Nalesa. It says, I have listened to Brene Brown in the past, but I've had a hard time listening to her. Her voice kind of gets on my nerves and she's lacking certain awareness, I guess is what you refer to as nuance. She may say some great things, but I just cannot take it from her. I hope you're able to feel some happiness very soon. I really, really appreciate this this DM, Nalesa, um, I'm happy that I'm not the only one who thinks this way about Brene Brown, bless her heart, but she's not for everyone. 
yeah, I'm, I'm working on my happiness. I'm continuing with my routines. Anna, please. Shh. No, I have a dog. She is very intrusive. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Remember, you can always send me a DM or send me an email. Um, I might read it on the show like I did today. I really enjoyed doing that. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you want to get in touch with us, remember it's contact tforthequeen at gmail.com. To support us, go to tforthequeenshop.com. It's all phonetic. There's no funky spelling. There's no nothing special, just tforthequeenshop.com. And thank you guys so much for listening today. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend or a wonderful week. And I will catch you on the other side and stay woke. Stay well, stay thriving. Bye. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply.